This is Ronald Malfi, and I'm a Curioso. You were listening to the Curioso podcast, and you can check me out at ronmalfi.com. Christmas Eve of last year, my wife and I had all the gifts wrapped, tucked under the tree, and we stepped out for a drink. We went to the local bar where they had karaoke, and I really just wanted to sing Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight by the Ramones. I'm not a big karaoke guy, but, you know, it's Christmas time. They didn't have it at that bar, so we went to another bar, kind of down the street, and they were doing karaoke, and they didn't have it. By the end of the night, we had gone to five separate bars. None of them had Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight. So we made our way home, and I had to play it on my MP3 player and sing it out the window. Curioso. A curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters. A collector of knowledge. Curioso I'm Christopher Scarborough. And I'm Joe Taylor. And welcome to the Curioso Podcast. So, Chris, you'll look good tonight. Oh. <laughs> Let me put that in my logbook. Oh, God. Oh, I don't even know what of all the compliments that you've. Oh, that was that was a that was that was a failing right there. That was bad. Just start the podcast over. Right. <laughs> all right. So what the heck are we talking about tonight? Well, I think that, you know, we're we're getting into December. And, we are in December. Okay, we are in December. Right. And we're, we're getting into a time of tradition mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of red and greens and... Uh, Dudes with big beards. Yeah, big bushy white beards. And I mean, we're getting into a time... Mythological creatures. Where you have... <laughs> are you talking about the reindeer? Yeah. Uh, you're getting into a time where you have lots, lots, of, lots of traditions, lots of holidays going on right now. We've just passed uh, the Thanksgiving of the United States, uh, so it's uh, it's almost time for Christmas and of for, the United States uh, of the United States and and Hanukkah and <laughs> yeah. uh, and Yule and mm-hmm. the Kwanzaa. You, oh, Kwanzaa, yeah, Kwanzaa. Okay. Somebody, listen, we will do an episode about Kwanzaa, but we need somebody who knows what it is. Yeah, some more <laughs> for us to do it. Yeah, Kwanzaa. So, Evo. but I basically wanted to, you know. I wanted to talk about a few of the traditions, you okay. know, that, that surround this time of year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a little bit of Yule tidings. All right. If you will. All right. So, Joe, take the Yule log. <laughs> <laughs> take my Yule log. <laughs> Please. <laughs> right. Uh, I know some people who would make bathroom jokes right now. Oh, yeah. That's not like us. Like you. No, we are classy. <laughs> cool. Classy here on the Curioso. Classy with a capital A-S-S-Y. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, uh, I did quite a bit of research about the Yule Log, and um, the, the weird thing is is that it doesn't seem to be... I, okay. Log-shaped? No, no, it is log-shaped. It okay. is, in fact, a log. And it's typically... <laughs> like the old Ren and Stimpy... Rolls down the, the stairs, rolls over in pairs, rolls over your neighbor's dog. 
It's great it's for a log. snack and fits on your back. It's Yule Log? It's the log, log, log. <laughs> right. Well, no, from what I understand, basically, it's a tradition that hails uh, on Christmas Eve, okay? okay? And, and it hails from the, uh, like, northern Europe. Uh, so, basically, we're thinking, you know, what, Vikings, right? Yeah. Okay. That's where Those I was kind of... Yeah. Uh, all right. So, they were all over the place, though. Yes, but they were. Basically, on Christmas Eve... You cut down the Yule log, from what I understand. From a Yule tree? What, no, just from pretty much any tree as far as I could figure out. Okay, so there's no specific tree to get your Yule log no, from. This is what I'm saying. It's a tradition that I don't really get. <laughs> and and I, I don't, I mean, okay, you cut down trees for firewood all the time anyway when right. you're, when you don't have central heating right. and you have a fireplace. So. Yeah. I don't understand what really makes this log special per okay. se. Okay. Um, sometimes they would they would go out in large groups of you know families, several families, and then they would get together and they would burn the log. But they would do they would do a few things like they would wrap it in different colored paper and they so they would you know kind of maybe that's the you know so where is, the, it, is it like a family picking out their Christmas tree? I think that's kind of what it's like. You yeah. know where like you go out to the forest and you pick a tree preferably a pine or whatever, and the family gets to pick it out and chop it down and drag it home. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so they basically, they drag it home, but then instead of putting it up and decorating it, they burn it in the fire with all the decorations on top of it. Okay. So then basically the entire idea is that everyone kind of sits around it and drinks and talks about good times. And basically from what I understand, it's it's kind of related to the the Norse god of, of Odin, was originally who they were kind of worshiping by this. Okay. Okay. And he was he was known as uh, he he was also known as Jule, uh, or pronounced Yule. J U L E was one of his other names. Hence the Yule log. Mm-hmm. So it, you know it was. I don't. It's it's such a strange tradition for me. I, I don't even like understand a, like like a winter offering. Yeah, it to, doesn't seem to a Norse. Yeah, because okay, so so Odin was the god of uh, of basically beer and death. So yeah. it, like alcohol <laughs> and death. Yeah. So it was almost. You usually think about this like when we talked about Halloween that mm-hmm. that was a very holiday that seemed to have a lot to do with with death and honoring loved ones. Right. But so is Christmas. Yeah. So again, it is part of a, a, a changing of the seasons, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so and and for many many cultures. Well, it's also uh, it's it's a time where you have the least amount of light, so you have mm-hmm. darkness happening so much. So it's the you know the winter solstice basically was was when this was celebrated. Right. So you know, or, or around the winter solstice, so people would sit around and they would drink. Uh, they would drink Yule, which was also a type of alcohol. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's going back to the whole Odin. So, right. And this is in the, the pagan tradition. Mm-hmm. So, But uh, what I don't really get, what I, you know, and if any of you curiosos out there want to hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or email us and let us know, I can't see that the actual log represents anything. It's not like the log represents Odin's... Log. Staff, yeah, or <laughs> right. log, or Thor's hammer, or anything like that. It's just like symbolism. There's no sim. Like I could not find anything out that the Yule log symbolizes anything. Ah, gotcha. That's what that's that's what's really like kind of throwing me for a loop. Okay. So I don't know. That's my log, and I'm sticking to it. 
<laughs> I'm going to jot that down in my log <laughs> that you couldn't find any information on that one. <laughs> well, no, no, I mean, I did. I found, I found, you know, quite a bit, but I just don't understand what the log represents. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, who knows? I mean, they, they're, they're, <laughs> you cut down firewood all the time. Why is this log special? Why why do you wrap this up in Christmas paper and put mistletoe special. on it and then throw it in the fire? What is what is special about this? What does it symbolize? I don't I could not find anything about what the log specifically is symbolizing. <laughs> and and you can tell by how aggravated I am. <laughs> right. Well, you'll just have to <laughs> leave that alone. All right, so I found that in Greenland, is that hold on? Is that the one that's all it's all green, icy, green and lush? No, that's Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> they switched them to trick people. So in Greenland, uh, they have this uh, tasty Christmas treat called kivyak. And it's made from fermented local birds called ox. <laughs> so what they do is... Why would you ferment birds? I, I guess they're a tasty alcoholic beverage. I don't think so. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> so these birds, and I think they're about the same size as like a seagull around okay. here. Because so I've heard of seagull wine. They're, oh, seriously? Yes. That's... I, Oh, you know what? And I, I don't mean to, like, break you off or whatever, okay? But I remember this thing that my cousin was completely, like, enthralled with from, from I think it was from Japan, and it was called, uh, you might have to bleep this even, but it was called Three Penis Wine. Yeah, no. So it's, it's like, it's, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. It's so just, it's like a, an ox and a, what was it, like a tiger and something mm-hmm. else, and it's, yep. they take their penises. And I'm like, how do you ferment meat into alcohol? <laughs> I don't have a clue. Like, how do you make seagulls into? I don't. I don't understand that. This is. Hold on. This is what happens. They pack these little birds. Yeah. Okay. Skin, feathers, beak, and all. Okay. They they're sealed in these big like casks, and those are sealed with grease. And they're placed under. Oh, a, of course. What else would you seal birds into a <laughs> cask with? Well, they put grease. The, they put the top on and seal the gr- with grease so it doesn't leak out. This is getting grosser <laughs> all the time. This is Christmas, man. <laughs> <laughs> so then they're placed under a large rock or underground. Oh, like you do. And they're left to ferment for months. Okay, now, so happens, you have to start this in like early spring. Probably, yeah. Ugh. You know, this is very similar to uh, like stinky fish heads mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of the native Alaskan tribes will will make, and they don't let them sit too long, so they don't ferment fully. Okay. But yeah, uh, meat ferments just as well as vegetable matter. But does it turn into alcohol? Yes. Where's the sugar at? I thought. I mean, in the meat. That's oh god, it's so gross. You're talking natural sugars. Do they even do they add like sugar to it so it's I'd, like a sweeter I have no. bird meat wine? <laughs> <laughs> so I think this our is, I think our next episode will have to be some kiviak. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. But it, it happens all over the country, all over the world. There are various meat 
alcohols made. There's uh, baby mice wine <laughs> in uh, Asia. There is uh, a snake whiskey also oh, in well, Asia. Hold on. No, no, no. That that's, is that's that's different. That that is actually it's more um, the the snakes are put into alcohol. Yeah, they're put into it and they just they're they're it's they their, flavor. Yeah, which alcohol. is still gross, still gross. Uh, but no, the, like seagull wine is that's all it is. Sometimes it's they only put, it's only seagulls. Right. Sometimes they put a little bit of water in there, but usually because of all the moisture in the tissue, it'll break down enough. And if you leave it in there for months upon you know, months, like you're gonna have just Ooh, <laughs> juicy bird alcohol. I don't even, I, uh, okay, this is even more, this is, that's even more infuriating than, than finding out that the Yule log doesn't really re- represent anything. <laughs> right. How does meat turn into alcohol? I don't think that you can do that. It just turns into like, no, it does. Rotted necrosis, right? Not I if mean, it's bottled. Really? Yeah. You're keeping uh, all the all the. Why would you drink it? Like, who was the guy? Necessity. No, People no, want, oh, no. I will the... melt the snow, and be fine with that. <laughs> but and hold be, on, and be just. But hold on. Sober and dry until spring. <laughs> but okay, remember when we were talking about? We had a big long conversation about beer. Yeah. What sprung up around alcohol? You mean like civilization? The grain? Yeah. Well, the grain and everything else. Yes. Yeah. And civilization grew up around the the Alcohol. grains. So and yeah, it was one of our first, you know, ways. The, the reason why we settled down and stopped being nomadic. Yeah, nomadic yeah. and wanderers and yeah, because we could cultivate hunter gatherer culture and, yeah. and started being farmers. Yeah. So we can get drunk all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, oh yeah. That's pretty much what they did. So. It stands to reason that this was all out of necessity. Either they couldn't grow certain grains or things to make uh, beers or wines or whatever, so they had to use what they had. And it just happened to be lots of birds. I don't... I... I... Ugh. <laughs> it's so gross. All right, anyway. <laughs> Next. Yeah, where was that? What, what country was that? Uh, Greenland. In Greenland. Okay. It's also where they have the... Uh, the, uh, the Greenland sharks. Okay. Okay, so this is a shark that to eat it, it it's, it's so much uric acid in the shark's tissue, it's poisonous. Mm-hmm. Okay. To eat it fresh. Oh, yeah, that so sounds what they do, bad because that would just flare my gout up like crazy. <laughs> right. So yeah. what they do is they catch these sharks. You know, water is freezing. And they catch these sharks, and they chop them up, and then basically smoke them or hang them out to dry in these big giant smoke houses mm-hmm. where all of that uric acid gets to drain out and it leaves it palatable. Yeah, I've actually, I've heard that. Well, yeah, like slightly palatable. Right, I, you it know, still I, tastes, you have a, apparently it's supposed to be really tasty, uh-huh. but the smell of it is is very like astringent, you know, very much like like um, formaldehyde or, or just, you know, very caustic smelling but out of necessity people needed to eat back then so these large sharks which could sustain large communities they found a way to to make this bounty of the sea edible for people Mm -hmm. and it's probably the same thing with the wine 
I, I don't care. <laughs> I will not try it. I, you know, it's not even like I have a discernible palate. I just <laughs> right. still, I, I'm just not. Just I'm, not into no, Christmas. No. Well, I don't eat land meat anyway. I know. So it's, it's not just, land meat. Yeah, it's air meat. Just, no, that's t- <laughs> <laughs> air meat, land meat. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't even, I, I'm like two thirds of sea meat and that's it anyway. Well, well, they're half land. I mean, half air, half sea. There's, you know, seabirds. <laughs> So, Joe, did, uh, growing up, I'm sure you heard lots of tales about Santa Claus. Yes. Were you, you know, were you a good boy when you were a kid, you know, for Santa Claus? (laughs) You should see Joe's face right now. Not very often. No? Okay. Well, um. My dad always, I mean, he looked like Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, your dad did look like Santa Claus. So, I mean, you know, I, I couldn't tell the two apart sometimes, (laughs) being little. So I was like, is my dad really Santa Claus? So so um so you really didn't have a point in time where you stopped believing in Santa Claus or anything. Oh yeah. 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 I was like what was yesterday? <laughs> no. Um I was I was really young and I, I finally figured out what was what mm-hmm. and who was really uh you know uh, stuff in my stockings. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let me uh, let me ask you, do you know about the anti clause? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, sir, allow me is it, is to it tell like you. Bizarro Superman. Yes, exactly. It's <laughs> awesome. Bizarro Santa Claus. But nice. what, okay, so so there's been there's a few of them. All right. Mm-hmm. Now the first one that I think that is gaining popularity is called Krampus. Right. So Krampus is basically the Christmas devil. He yeah. is the 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 evil side, the uh, the dot. What is it? Um, the hide to the Doctor Jekyll is, right. is is what he is now. Right, the Darth Vader to the Obi Wan. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. He is the 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 dark side of the Christmas Force. Nice. So basically, uh, <laughs> he would he would travel around with uh, with with Santa Claus mm. with Saint Nicholas. And he would go around to the, the, the kids that weren't being good. Okay, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. So he's in a sleigh with St. Nick? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're buddy-buddy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. They're, okay. Well, there's, there's actually lots of stories. Okay, so it's not just Krampus. Uh-huh. You have Krampus. You also have... And, and Krampus is in a few different places. I know he's for really cel- celebrated in, uh, in Australia. Okay. But there's also, let's see, Connect uh, Ruprecht. Or Belsnickel, and he's from Germany. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I've got a special one about that too. Uh, the the in the Netherlands and Belgium, there's another one, Zawarti Pait. Oh, these are terrible. You know, <laughs> I hope you guys know that I'm terrible about my pronunciation. And then in France, he's La Paris Futard. Okay. okay? And uh, La Paris Futard, it's so you have uh, Paris Noel, which mm-hmm. is Father Christmas. And La Paris Futard is the whipping father. So you have, you know, a few different names. Uh, what I talked about, Belsnickel, Belsnickel was a German tradition where you had the, 
the anti claws, the 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 devil Santa Claus. Right. And oh, anti claws. <laughs> that's actually really big in parts of Maryland because we were we were founded by a lot of uh, a lot of Germans. Mm-hmm. So you have Germantown in Maryland yeah. and a few other places yeah. where it's it's really a lar- was a large German population, and that was actually brought over as well. So okay. even in parts of Maryland now they celebrate uh, Belsnickel. Mm-hmm. So most of the time it's it's around it's December sixth where. Uh, Krampus is really celebrated, and you know it's kind of almost like Halloween. Okay. And yeah. basically, guys would dress up like Krampus and go around, and they would, uh, you know, they would tease the small children, like you do, like you do, and then you would, you know, do other things, you know, like uh, whip pretty girls' heinies uh, uh, with with uh, the switch, like you know you what do. I mean, like like you would do <laughs> if you were dressed up like a devil with horns. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and basically, you know, the entire idea is that, you know, they go around and they do this and it's almost like trick or treating. And every time they go to houses or they go to different places, they give them, uh, you know, uh, an alcoholic beverage. Okay. So they, Wait, they basically. Give Krampus? Yes. The booze? And yeah. Yeah. They give Krampus all right, so the booze. They get Krampus so. all boozed up. By the end of the night, his whippings are really light mm-hmm. and he's skimping on the, uh, on, on stealing the on, kids. On the, all the, you know, yeah, yeah, because he's hammered, he can't, he can't whip <laughs> right. anybody anymore. Right. So, but he also traditionally carried a sack, very much like Santa Claus. But it was like a burlap sack with it, like chains on it or something, right? Yes, he carried chains a lot of the time. There's a whole, like I said, it's it's a whole bunch of different guys that are, that all do this, you know, basically the same thing in different cultures, but. Right. Not just like carrying chains in the sack, but he the, the whole idea was that he was throwing the children in the sack. Yeah. All the yeah. evil, terrible children. So instead of getting coal, you're mm. getting thrown in the sack and taken to hell. Yeah. Okay. So like I was saying about the, you know, the different types of Christmas devils or the anti-claws mm. that you have. So there's a few other names. There's uh, Schmitzoli, uh, Pelznickel, which is kind of like Belsnickel, but with mm-hmm. a P. You have uh, Black Peter. Uh, Serta, per, uh, Perch Ten. I mean, you you have. They, I've heard Grumpus too. Gr- well, in Grumpus, Germany. Krampus. Yeah, yeah. It's, but mm-hmm. he's he doesn't have the horns. He's like a, a black cloak. Yes, with a burlap sack, chains, and the whip. The whole nine. That's Just exactly not, what I wanted to mention. Not there's devilly. There's two different kinds. There's the one with with the horns and the extremely long tongue. He's uh, pictured with a very long tongue. But right. then there's the, also the the kind of like. The, the kind of looking like uh, he looks like Rasputin. Oh, like like Rasputin. just kind of like big, like in a burlap sack, big and hairy, hairy and, and like, like menacing huge beard, looking, piercing yeah, eyes. Exactly, you know, and I mean, just looking like like some kind of hermity woodsman, but <laughs> right. like massive, you know, right? And just walking around with a, with a giant burlap sack, re- ready Full to throw children, children in. <laughs> right. I, I was reading one story, and I, I forgot exactly which place this comes from, but basically, one of the traditions is. Is he didn't just carry around the 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 sack was actually full of ashes because he's hmm. you know from hell. Of course, so he would carry around a sack full of ashes and and the the, the like a stick full of switches mm-hmm. to hit children with. But he would also beat children with a sack of ashes. Was was <laughs> like why a, he carried like it around. A sock full of quarters. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like it's like a sock full of hot nickels. <laughs> right. Like it's just like this guy is evil. <laughs> well, like, he's anti. Yeah, anti claws. Yeah. So basically, you know, instead of saying, "Oh, little children, you're going to get a lump get, of coal," you're going to get a lump of coal. Oh, in oh, oh. oh, no, no, no! You're going to get your ass beat. <laughs> right? <laughs> you're going to get some lumps. Yeah, and and here's the thing. 
So I have a child who currently this year is five years old, and I want to make sure that he forever is knows. <laughs> You're gonna scare him to death. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Oh, nice. this year, this year he's gonna know about Krampus. <laughs> he's gonna know about Krampus good. Yeah, exactly. You're so, gonna dress up like Krampus and beat the crap out ooh, of him. No, well, it's like I said, it's around December sixth that it usually he comes out. I think it's kind of like. You would have like a Christmas parade around the sixth yeah. of, of December, and yeah. then have kind of your family traditions, you know, around, you know, or on on the, you know, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's kind of like an early celebration, like letting the children know, Krampus is here. Uh -huh. He's going to be looking. You, you better, better be good. Start being good. Yeah. Exactly. So I think it's that kind of thing. Have you ever heard of the Yolokotenrin? No, I'm the not even sure how you said that. <laughs> The Yule Cat. Oh, okay. Uh, it's from Iceland. Hold on, it, no, wait, wait. Is that the one with the all one the... That's all lush and green. Oh, <laughs> damn! <laughs> <laughs> all right, so apparently it's this... And it seems very, very similar to, uh, like, a Krampus-style creature. Okay. Um, it's a big, scary cat creature. I guess sort of uh, werewolfian, you know? A basthead. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> an evil werewolf, werecat. Right, like a mm -hmm. uh, werecat. Um, but apparently he hunts and searches for children to eat. And he only eats the lazy ones that haven't worked to their potential that year. Well, because if they haven't, they're probably a little chubby and they can't really get away. Right, and, I, and Iceland, <laughs> is, Iceland is, you know... Uh, Pretty renowned for its, you know, people being physical and active, and you know, it's a very uh, positive country, you know. Uh, so I think this is a, a very old, you know, that the Yule Cat's going to come and get you, you know. Mm -hmm. You better, you better not be lazy. Ooh, what about Norway? You what ever about? heard about hiding the brooms? You and know, that's not I did a read something about that. And that's not a, a, a sexual, euphemism. yeah, sexual <laughs> innuendo. Isn't it? It has something to do with Krampus again, doesn't it? Krampus right. or one of the one of the other uh, anti clauses, right? Yeah. Well, this one it's it's thought that witches were they would come out on Christmas Eve. Okay. Okay, and uh, and during that that evening they would search for new brooms. To ride, so people thought that uh, you know witches were hunting around the, the neighborhood looking for a brand new broom for the year because they can't make one of their own. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Go buy one. Broom making is hard. They get a Swiffer, <laughs> you know. Which, by the way, I just realized this the other night. Swiffer and all the things like it are basically like baby wiping your floor right i just i mean you know like the whole like uh, oh i'm taking uh you know a baby wipe bath you know when you go camping <laughs> camping yeah it's the same exact thing it's not like really mopping your floor it's like baby wiping your floor right that's all it is right exactly. all right sorry I, I just i had to get that out <laughs> so yeah i mean still to this day on christmas eve people will find their brooms and like hide them in a closet somewhere <laughs> Which I think is awesome. It's just a tradition. It's just, yeah, it's a tradition that yeah, you do. Just yeah, just hide the broom. Well, speaking about hiding things, do you 
I actually have two, two separate traditions, but this is also another German tradition. Have you ever heard of the pickle? Yes. It's not like hit the pickle in the Heinz 57 ketchup. No, no. It's, it's hiding the pickle. And right. when I say that, again, this is not a <laughs> euphemism. Right. So basically, you, you had the, the pickle ornament. Yeah. And you would hide it somewhere on your Christmas tree, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere within the, 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 the greens of the tree. And because yeah. the pickle is green and then also the tree is green, hopefully it's still green by Christmas, Christmas Day. Right. The children to find that ornament... Christmas morning would be the child who was able to open up his gift the very first. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought it was always really good. We always did that as 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 children. What open the the one gift with with a pickle or without the pickle? No, you don't have to use the pickle to do it. <laughs> no, no, I'm I, saying use it as an implement. Well, here's to the open thing: is gifts. that the Christmas pickle ornament was actually made out of glass, and I would actually just eat it. Oh, <laughs> but do all right. So here's an, a really interesting and bizarre uh, Christmas tradition from Spain. In Catalonia, mm-hmm. statues or statuettes of well-known people defecating are a strong Christmas tradition. Yeah, in the manger. <laughs> yeah, in right. the manger. Yeah. yeah, dating back to the 18th century, People would, uh, you know, hide these little treasures in nativity scenes for their families and friends to find. And it's what is it? It's a cag- cagnar? Cagner? A cagner? Isn't mm-hmm. that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> I think the whole thing about, I think it's like a meme, okay? Okay. So originally you would just have a guy that would be in the manger and he would Pooping. be yeah he would be taking a dump in the manger <laughs> and he would you would hide him but, right but recently they've started to use like heads of state and different presidents yeah, exactly. and things like that and mm-hmm. celebrities from around the world right so in case you don't know it's c a g a n e r it's mm-hmm. that's the the cagner and you can find these like in, in your the, local manger yeah yeah <laughs> you can find these in the likeness of like I mean, anyone, anyone yeah. that you basically yeah. want, like like Michael Jackson, or you can have like a little Santa that's a Cagner that poops like like M and M's. You know, See, I always thought that's where um, that show uh, South Park uh-huh. got that uh, hanky, the Christmas poo. Oh, that is probably like yeah, I think yeah. that's where they got that from. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah, apparently it symbolizes like fertility, prosperity, How is it? and hope. <laughs> like well. I thought it was, to me, it just seems like it would kind of be like, hey, you know what? Poo in my manger. No, no. (laughs) To me, it seems like this is kind of like, well, everyone does this, so it brings us all together. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone poops. But I'm saying it's like like everyone does this. But you know what? What I really want to see, you know, sometimes during, uh, you know, the the season, the uh, Yule season, Mm. you have those uh, live mangers where it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> you see where I'm going I with this. Yeah. The, a, and, and, and you know, real, you have Joseph and Mary and, and I think that, yeah. A real live Yule log. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I might just, and if I get arrested, I'll just be like, I'm the Kagner. <laughs> oh, oh geez. 
Oh, I just found a V for Vendetta Kagner (laughs) with the mask on and everything. Remember, remember. Yeah, or anonymous. I don't understand that one at all. (laughs) Right. Sweden. Sweden? Mm Mm-hmm. Let's play a game of Find the Almond. Where where do you hide the almond? <laughs> I'll tell you. This is not a euphemism either, right? No, it's not. Wow, there is this is this is really bad. I know this, this is, is chock full. <laughs> we are trying not to be childish here. <laughs> right. We are trying very, very hard. <laughs> very hard. And that wasn't a euphemism either. <laughs> so apparently you find it in rice pudding. All right. So yeah, it's very much like the uh, New Orleans baby in the bread thing. The the king cake. Right. Right. Okay. So apparently, um, at the, the the Christmas table, everybody's served for for dessert this little uh, ramekin or cup of, of rice pudding. Did, what, and, of what kind of cup? A ramekin. They're they're little tiny. That, that's a word I've never heard before. <laughs> it's a little tiny baking dish. Oh okay. Oh like like from creme brulee. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you could Have I mentioned I'm not very good at accents? <laughs> so, someone has stuffed an almond in one of these little rice puddings. Okay. And uh, tradition says whoever finds the almond will get married the following year. So it's, you know, it's a a good luck thing, uh, you know, sort of a um it's so like throwing the uh, throwing the bouquet at right. the at the at the wedding. Right, exactly. Okay, but it's it's tied in with the Christmassy Yule type, you know, season. All right, just a neat little thing, neat little tradition. So here in the states, Santa rides what reindeer? He rides a sleigh that's pulled by reindeer. Sorry, where have you been? <laughs> But on Donner, on Ditson. I on haven't been on Donner. Or Clooney, on Blitzen. <laughs> yeah. On Defoe, on Walken. <laughs> uh, that'd be awesome. I think we got some of those right. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he, he rides a sleigh pulled by reindeer. And reindeer are pretty cool. You know, cool creatures, things. They exist. They're real. Have you ever wondered what pulls his sleigh in other parts of the world? They're not reindeer. No. <laughs> Santa. Maybe a jet ski? Almost. That's, I think that's down south. Oh, oh that's in like Florida. Florida. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Florida. Yeah. Snowmobile in Canada. Right. Got it. Okay. Uh, so apparently uh, in Australia, he rides a kangaroo. And I'm not sure if he rides on the back of the kangaroo or in the little posing pouch. <laughs> Or that's where the gifts go. Gotcha. I'm not really sure. Well, where does Krampus ride then? Uh, on the little Joey. I guess. Okay. All right. In the Netherlands, he rides a horse. Like well, that's old world style. Yeah. He I rides a pony. I, I think that there's there's a lot of that he, where he had like a horse and a staff. Mm-hmm. Where Saint Nicholas had a, a horse and a staff, and then I think he carried presents in like a bindle stiff, like yeah. on the end of it. Yeah, kind of just thing. like Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he rides a canoe in Hawaii. Well, what else would he ride? Uh, Unless it was a lava flow straight <laughs> on down the mountain. Right, on a surfboard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, no, that's California. No, Hawaii invented surfboards. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. So, and this is the best one. In the Czech Republic, he drops from heaven on a golden cord. So, like a, a big, long rope 
golden rope just dropping down from a cloud down from a cloud in heaven somewhere and that's how he gets I kind of like that one I kind of like that one yeah a little bit yeah that's just sort of he's just that's a lot of rope yeah I'm just saying I think it would be kind of cool Mm-hmm. If Santa bungee corded down and <laughs> dropped some presents right. into your into your you know into your chimney, right? And he does the, he does the uh, magic rope trick to get back up. Yeah, and just wow, drop your presents right back up into heaven. Yep. Did you like the sound effects? You, yeah. You don't even have to put those in later. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just. Oh, I know. We can just superimpose Santa Claus. Oh, oh, oh! Like the Tom Cruise, like the Mission Impossible. Mission movie Impossible where he comes down the cord. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine Santa Claus. Just dropping <laughs> presents. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Joe, do you know the the uh, the song "Here We Go a Wassling"? Here we go a waffling. Uh, no, no, it's, it's. I learned it from the Raisins. Oh, what? <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> from the California it's... Raisins. What? I don't. I okay. All right. <laughs> so it's it's no, it's not waffling. It's okay. here we go a wassling. Okay. So uh, wassail. Is a also a drink that's uh, like an alcoholic drink that's typically drank around Christmas time, mm-hmm. and it's it's from what I understand it's changed a few times. Like sometimes they've mentioned it as like a dark frothy beer, and okay. then other times it's more like a like a like a hot mulled wine kind of thing. All right. And if you've ever listened to any of the any of the uh, Game of Thrones audiobooks. Well, okay. If you've ever read Game <laughs> of Thrones, I do the audiobooks because right. that's what I do. But uh, they just they talk about hot mulled wine all the time. Mm-hmm. And that, this is what I imagine them drinking, this kind of like spiced, like, you know, apple cider kind of wine yeah. mixture sort of thing. Yeah. So, but basically, uh, Wasil is a, it, it comes from like old Brighton, you know, like old, old Britain when, you know, uh, you the it's it's a toast basically okay yeah. so um basically everything that i've found out about it it's from a uh it's there there's a story that i found it's a 1135 it's uh told by jeffrey of monmouth it's the history of the king of 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 britain mm-hmm. and it's basically it's telling about a a, a woman a girl named uh renwayne that came to meet the the king, uh, and she says, "Lavat king was hail," and I think kind of like hail, and, okay. and she's just speaking in her language. Right. But when she she did so, the, he, the king turned to his interpreter and said, "What did she say?" And she said, "Oh, you know, hail to the king, hello, and, and or... hello, and 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 then took a drink." Mm-hmm. And he said, "What should he reply?" And his reply is supposed to be drink hail. So it's was hail and drink hail. And that's basically your, you know, it's like a call back. So, okay. you know, you have your call was hail and then drink hail. So right. that's kind of like the, the way it goes. So it's basically a toast. And right. so it's, it's continued on to be kind of known as this Christmas, Christmas tradition and drink, but also one of the other traditions was to have a gigantic wasil bowl. Okay. And the like big, a punch bowl? Like a, exactly, like a punch bowl. And they would take little little toast crackers. They would toast little crackers mm-hmm. and then float them on the top. Okay. So you would kind of like drink some of the wasil and eat a cracker all from the same punch bowl. Okay. So that was kind of the reason why they started calling it a toast. 
Ah. Yeah, so it's all mixed together, all with this whole Christmas tradition that we think right. of now. It's 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 kind of neat when you huh. really kind of start diving into it. That's pretty cool. So, but the idea of here we go a wassailing and going a wassailing around the streets, people, you know, during like the 1600s or so, what they would do is they would make a big like pail of this wassail mm-hmm. and they would heat it up on the fire and they w- they would bring it around and they would sing Christmas carols around different houses. Okay. You know, so they would go wassailing. So okay. basically they would go with their their big pail of alcohol, right. you know, and they would ladle it out to people and then people would give them a few dollars. So it was basically ah. like a like a street performer uh-huh. mixed with like a street alcohol vendor uh, right. that's, you know, walking around Christmas caroling. Yeah, bringing you good holiday cheer. Bringing you good holiday cheer, good holiday tidings and good holiday alcohol. So nice. it's it's nice. I just thought it was a very kind of neat tradition. So right. so this year after I scare the crap out of my child about Belsnickel <laughs> and Krampus, we are going to go around and sing Christmas carols and get everyone drunk. Sweet. That's my plan. Sweet. <laughs> Christmas I'm going to go around and hand everybody waffles. <laughs> <laughs> you you can come with us. All right. I'll be the waffling guy. <laughs> so in the festive feeling of tonight we also brought some eggnog and some fruitcake oh yes so we're gonna break those out and discuss all right we've got a nice not it's not steaming but a nice pile yeah it looks like you tried to slice it and it didn't really slice very well yeah well uh, apparently fruitcake is easier to cut when it's like almost frozen Mm -hmm. that way you can cut through all the nuts and berries and thickness of of, of this (laughs) of this uh you need a sharp knife a chainsaw yeah dense log oh stuff all right so what do you want to try first do you want to go for the eggnog or should we go for the I, I'm I'm a bit scared of the fruity cake. Seriously? Okay. Here, here's it's a the, fruit cake. Here's the thing. I, ever since I was a little kid, okay. um, my my parents, hippies, um, loved the fruit cake. Me growing up, I I couldn't stand the flavor. It was so many flavors, all packed into one dense log of of things of cake. <laughs> it's not even cake. It's mostly n- nut and fruit. It is. It really with, is. You know, basically a, a you know a dense cake holding it all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I just I could never really appreciate the flavors. And this is again, this is me being a child. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the first time that you're going to try it in a very in very long time. Probably over 15 years. Really? Yeah. So all right. Well, Let's dig into that there fruity cake. All right. So while we're digging into it and trying to pick this up without it, it it's fruit cake is like very, very sticky. Yeah. It's so sticky, it's dense. Because it's all made out of dried fruit and, and nuts. So part of the thing is, is during the wintertime, just like we talked about the, the harvest festivals, you know, when we had kind of the harvest festival stuff mm-hmm. that, we, that we discussed a, a few podcasts ago. The Christmas festivals basically come at the end of the nut harvest. So you you have a lot of 
nuts around Christmas time, roasted chestnuts over a fire, and you know you always have like the nuts with the little crackers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The reason why that is is because because the, the nut harvest is is right around that same time. It's it's more towards the winter right. than it is you know like the fall. Right. So part of the reason why fruitcake has become sort of a a Yuletide tradition is because of just the the way it was the way it times out. Right. Seasonal. During the year. It's seasonal. Exactly. Right. In doing research about it, I've I've found out that it, it dates back to or as far back as we can find to basically Roman times. Wow. So during Roman times and all the way up to like the Middle Ages, like the Crusades and things like that, mm-hmm. fruitcake was carried around in, a, in like little sacks and they were actually using it for, uh, for like rations. Yeah. Well, it was very much like, um, what was that stuff called? Tack. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, or like a jerky. Oh, that is nutty. It's actually, okay, surprisingly, it is not bad. Mm-hmm. And it may just because whatever brand you brought, you bought, I don't I don't taste those like harsh spice flavors that I've always remembered from fruitcake, you know, like that clove and the right, like the like the like a lot of cinnamon. Yeah, and- cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, just overpowering flavors. This I I actually enjoy this. This I can taste the fruit. It's pretty good. I can taste the uh, the sort of like. Uh, you know, cakey, like there, there's a there's a very familiar taste there. Mm-hmm. You know, almost like a shortbread or or a um, pound cake. Yeah, or a pound cake mm-hmm. flavor. Uh, yeah, this is actually not bad at all. So, like I said, they carried around like, you know, just it has it has a decent amount of calories in it mm-hmm. because it's all this dried fruit and. It can stay for a long time because all the fruit's dried and everything. So it, it's not like it really molded or did anything weird because <clears throat> it's such a solid mass. <laughs> right. You I mean, know. you bought this, what, six years ago, right? Yeah. Oh, this is, this is a <laughs> 15-year-old fruitcake here. Right. I, I actually bought this from your dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, but, um, so, you know, and... and it's, it's, been, it's been around for a long time and mm-hmm. it's been a, a, a big... Christmas tradition, like I said, but mm-hmm. um, like I said, there it's it's baked at the end of the nut harvest, and some people not only have it for a Christmas tradition, but it, it was it was even banned for being during the 18th century, really for being so decadent because it's so thick and everything. It was it was considered a sinfully rich. Oh, is this where uh, devils? Food cake comes from <laughs> I, maybe, mm, and but they just it, misunderstood and became a chocolate chocolate cake. Yeah, yeah. But it was also known in in, in certain places as plum cake. Mm. They would use a lot more plums than they did cherries and and right. apricots and things well, like that. Well, that's going to change the flavors like tremendously. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, but it is still the the fruit cake mm-hmm. either either yeah. way. So um, also, you know, during the Victorian era. Mm-hmm. Like basically, no time did you have you would have tea and fruit cake. I mean, they just went really well together, and so no, it was it was kind of biscuits. Yeah, anytime you would have fruit cake. Yeah, anytime you had a, a an event. Oh, you, you, you would you rolled would, out the decadent cake exactly, and and fruit cake was always on the the menu. Right, you like, know? like so a, it was like a honey cake. Or yeah, a milk always cake or on the, the spread. Gotcha, gotcha. So, but uh, yeah, so uh, I thought it, it, it's. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's really, it's really not good. Not bad at all. Yeah, 
I got this from a, a, a fresh local bakery around ah, us. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's it's fresh. It's good. It's it was it was local. Mm-hmm. So ever since I was little, I've always wanted to know what the heck nog was, mm-hmm. and is there any other kind of nog besides egg? Apparently there isn't. Uh, <laughs> but what it is? Well, hold on, hold on. Can I guess real fast? Yeah, guess so, away. Does this have anything to do with taking, you know, the naga from you know the naga hide? Once they strip the hide, <laughs> they put it into bottles and then bury it in the ground for a few years, <laughs> and then that makes eggnog. Right. No, it's or they it's, take the eggs from the nogs and put them in bottles. Yeah, and let the whole egg ferment. No, that would just be gross, Chris. <laughs> it's better than seagull wine. <laughs> uh, okay. So, in early 16th and 17th century, uh, there was a strong beer. And in, uh, in and around East Anglia? Ah. Early Britain. Okay. It's, it's right. a region, a western region. Like Anglo-Saxon, Ang- Anglia. Okay. It's right, it's north of Essex. All right. Um, well, it was. I, I'm, I'm not sure if it's still called. Yeah, tectonic plates move. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, was, it was a strong, like a beer. Okay. You know, very much like the, the Wasil. Mm-hmm. And noggins were almost like uh, little demitas cups that the nog was, was put in. Those, they were specific for that drink, I guess because it was really strong or, or what, however it was. But then in the, the modern eggnog that we have now uh, descends from a, a medieval concoction called poissette. Nothing to do with fish. <laughs> it was made from hot milk and alcohol, booze, with tons of spices that were local to the area. Primarily cinnamons, nutmegs, cloves, and that's spread to the American colonies because it became a almost a seasonal drink uh, because it was warm, it was hot. Oh yeah, warm, warm, you know, warm you up on a on a hot winter's night. Right. I mean, cold winter's night. <laughs> right. <laughs> or one of those. Either, either one. Uh, I'm not talking a whole lot because I'm stuffing my face with fruitcake. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it spread to the colonies, the American colonies, and, I mean, they started mixing in rum, you know, because that was one of the main things oh, they yeah, had. Oh, yeah, as you would, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it was one of the main things they had. I'm sure somebody has made eggnog with Applejack. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't And if it. not, I think I might try it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would. And, and looking up uh, research for this, uh, I found that Alton Brown, one of my culinary heroes, uh, he's got a really good recipe, and he calls it... Um, Nog of ages. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I'll make sure I put that on the show notes. Cool. So here, here's, this is virgin nog. Not made from real virgins. Virgin eggnog, sorry. Okay. Uh, uh, wasil. Wasil. Wasil drink? <laughs> Heil drink? Is it, is it how, yeah. Heil drink. It's not bad. It's very, it's very thick. Very noggy. I don't, I mean, okay, so they use raw eggs. Mm-hmm. When they mix it up? Yep. Egg whites. Egg whites, but mm-hmm. not the yolk. Mm-mm. Are you sure about that? That's I'm not yolking. Because don't they have the... Isn't that the whole reason why it's kind of that yellow color? Well, 
egg whites have some of that yellow color, and especially when you whip them in with uh, dairy products. So it's basically to give you that kind of really thick kind of flavor. Right. It's almost the same mixture as ice cream. So eggs, milk, well, egg whites, milk, a little salt, sugar, spices. I typically like a lot of uh, nutmeg mm-hmm. on mine, uh, alcoholed or non-alcoholed, um, just to add that sort of like Christmassy aroma, as it were. But yeah, this isn't bad. No, I thought it was really good. For, you know, poultry and dairy products. Yeah, it really uh, coats the inside of the glass. And just doesn't doesn't yeah <laughs> it doesn't leave so try that no, with I'm, some of your fruitcake yeah we'll, I'm a little I'm a little phlegmy and filled with a <laughs> filled, filled with a lot of fruitcake yeah this the fruitcake is sticking my my maw together <laughs> right this fork this little tiny fork full of amount of fruitcake probably weighs about five pounds oh it's heavy and then you mix this little tiny two ounces of, of eggnog which is probably three thousand calories mm-hmm. yeah I'm gonna be walk, waddling. Wassling out of here. Yeah, we didn't even add any liquor <laughs> to this eggnog, but I feel like I'm going to pass out tonight. Right, right. There's more tryptophan in, in eggnog <laughs> than there is in turkey. <laughs> Closing arguments? That was pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, from us to you, have some Yule Tidings. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmases. Happy uh, Hanukkah. Uh, some festive Kwanzaa. And um, anything else you celebrate yeah. this time of year. Festivus. And, hey, for all you atheists, just have fun. Have a day. <laughs> exactly. Have another day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is, uh, that is the Curioso. Thank you so much, and... Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Hey, is there any topics that you want us to cover? Anything that you want to talk to us about or let us know about? Email us, feedback at thecurioso.com. Our Facebook, facebook.com backslash thecuriosopodcast. We tweet at curiosopodcast. And if you have any five-star reviews you'd like to give us on iTunes, please feel free. Whipping. Yes. There's yeah. a lot of yeah, whipping lot of involved whipping. in Christmas. Whipping. <laughs> as long as it, you do it old world style. <laughs> right. That's the only way to whip. <laughs>